This podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Welcome to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland, a unique podcast that breaks down all of the topics in life you want to hear about from someone who's been there, done that, and lived through it all. No topic is off limits, and all things will be discussed with thought-provoking knowledge that will make you look at things in a different way. Just Thinking for times like these. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Thinking. It is an absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, spectacular day in upstate New York where I reside. My goodness gracious, it's unbelievable. And uh, here we are still in the midst of the pandemic. And uh, to all our fans and uh, people that we just love in Brazil, Uh, in other South American places. I mean, Brazil is just being decimated uh, right now. So, you know, my heart goes out to you. I just have to say that. And, you know, with the show, I have to shout out to Argentina. We have many foreign countries who really tune into the show. Chile, uh, Argentina, Brazil uh, come to mind. Uh, Right off the jump is, uh, you know, they come come out on our analytics as, as for whatever reason, as countries that really listen to the show. So, uh, uh, everybody in the world, uh, we certainly, uh, for myself and you know anybody affiliated with uh, just thinking, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers, as people say, are with you. And especially to the people in Brazil right now, it's uh, particularly hard. And uh, to those places reopening in America, uh, you know, in, in dribs and drabs, whatever you're doing, please be safe. Uh, places are upticking all over the world and rebounding. It's uh, We're dealing with an unknown thing and... You know, we go over this every day because we're in a very historic period here. Uh, you know, I have to say that uh, we have been having on Just Thinking just a booming record number of people listening to the shows. And, and I've said this like for the past couple of weeks. And uh, today I was looking at the analytics for the show and I said, holy Jesus, I, I thought I had the, uh, the weekly totals were mixed up for the show uh, and it was today's show in the morning and then our our numbers haven't finished re- recording yet so for all of you um you know listening to the show and and downloading episodes uh, my goodness gracious thank you the response has been overwhelming i hope you enjoyed the the um the show we did today on uh, about the opening up of churches uh it's not a show on religion even though we discuss religion, it's a, a show on not marginalizing people. And, I, you know, we got a very nice response on that and, and some of the other shows. So uh, all of the other shows. So thank you so very much. I'm, I'm, I'm just so tickled pink. Um, I know that sounds so corny, but what can I tell you? I just am. It's just very, very touching. There are a million uh, stories out there today in the naked city, as they used to say. And Jesus, just about every single one of them has to do with the coronavirus. Um, you know, you just you just can't shake it. It's like gum on, on your shoe, man. You just, it, if you talk about sports, it's coronavirus. If you talk about the prison system, it's coronavirus. If you talk about religion, it's coronavirus. It's coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And that's understandable. Uh, 
But there are some big things that are going on out there, and, and I'll do some special shows on them. But um, it, it, I was as I was going through all the news and, and all the various things that I go through, man, I'm telling you, it was, I have to say, it was shocking. Uh, I started looking at things about nursing homes that have to be totally revamped. And, and my goodness gracious, over the years, I've worked with geriatric people. Um, I had a geriatric service that I was in charge of, um, and... Uh, you know, at times we had to deal with nursing homes, uh, and my Lord have mercy, it's those are the eternal uh, crapshoot, uh, and the numbers, uh, you know, of infections in uh, in nursing homes, even the best of them, are just astronomical. People in nursing homes are chronically underpaid, they're overworked. Um, you know, lots of people get careless working with older people, very old people of dementia, require constant changing and everything. And, and they're horror shows in a lot of ways for, uh, I'm sorry to say that, you know, and you could have to go to a nursing home at any period of time. You could have uh, a stroke or a car accident or something. You might have to spend some time there at a skilled nursing facility. So it's uh, it's no friggin' joke. Uh, so in the, with the coronavirus and this time, they really, really, have to be overhauled. Another thing that's happening, uh, you know, before I do the topic for today's show, which ties into all of them, is that when, you know, a lot of people will not have an office to return to when this is over because companies will either not be there or they will choose not to do, not to, uh, you know, have offices for people and let them work at home to save money or whatever. Uh, And there's another thing, those places that are are going to remain and people are going to return to. Uh, and this I have experienced because I worked in the state office building, of course. And, and some of the state office buildings would be temporarily unused and then you'd move into them and then they'd be used and, and people all of a sudden might get sick and get a cold or whatever. And what's the deal? The office buildings go stagnant. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. And I had forgotten that. And this is a big problem uh, if you're going back to office buildings. Yeah, it's not just that even though the office building was clean and everything else, when you have standing water and, uh, you know, air conditioning systems and heating systems that are turned down low to save money or whatever, or, you know, just no, nobody needs to come in and vacuum the place every day or whatever, shit starts growing. Uh, mold starts happening. Diseases and bacteria start, uh, uh, you know, formulating and this is one of the ways that you get Legionnaire's disease. So, yeah, aren't you glad I brought that crap up? Uh, well, I saw it, so I'm sharing it with all of you. So, uh, you know, there you go, man. Crazy stuff that's out there. 
So there you go. You got nursing homes, you got office buildings going back to, we got Memorial Day weekend coming up, uh, you know, all people trying to use the appropriate social distancing. Some countries who've been ignoring the virus and are trying for herd mentality, they're killing people left and right. We're looking at our country uh, and um, what's the sense of blaming anybody anymore? You know, it's, it's, it's silly. We probably had tens of thousands of unnecessary deaths because we didn't act rapidly enough. We were very stupid uh, in some of the things that we're doing. And man, you just can't blame the president. He, he's a first-class dope, in, in my opinion. All disrespect intended. Uh, he was at a Ford plant in Michigan today with a, you know a face masking plant or whatever, or someplace in Michigan, and with no face mask on. You know, just to be obstinate and, and be crazy. And uh, what a wonderful message for people. Uh, you know, as people are dying still all over the place, and we have the most astronomically larger number than any country in the world, not just because of New York, because of the, the stupid way that we've handled things. And and then you look at what's going on uh, with the politicians that we have uh, on both sides of the aisle. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's lucky that the, that the number of dead people are not twice as much. We're doling out money left and right. There's no transparency to it. Uh, you got a Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin. Have you ever seen this guy? What the hell is his claim to fame? That he worked, uh, you know, he was a, a movie producer? And he's the, come on. Every kind of deadbeat rascal and rogue, I've said this a number of times, winds up the head of, uh, of a department or an agency. Uh, it's, it's a madhouse, as Charlton Heston said in Planet of the Apes. Uh, then you got Michael Cohn, the guy who was convicted, Trump's former lawyer who turned on him. You know, he went to jail for a while. He's coming out. Paul Manafort, you know, liars all. Boom. Out. He's going home. House of Roger Stone, never going to hit the turf. Out. Uh, you know, General Flynn, you don't hear about him too much. That was, you know, he had his blip on the thing there. He got his deal. You know, out. Uh, you know, all this kind of illegal shit that's going on. So we have no rule of law. You know, the uh, another 2.4 million people filed for uh, unemployment. Where's all this money coming from? Where's all, where, where's all coming? What, what's the plan? What's going to happen? Then you got dams busting all over the place. For crying out loud, if you, if you didn't know any better, you'd think you were in the friggin' apocalypse. With things like that, you would think you were in a science fiction movie. Or whatever, and I was thinking uh, what I what I always think when I see this. I'll say, "What a poverty!" This is the term because I did management training for years as being a psychologist and being a, a senior level administrator and and running all kinds of programs. And I, I, you know, besides being a college professor, I also was on the staff of uh, staff development and training. You know, a, a, as an adjunct there, that they invite people there in the, in the agency. Uh, who are good trainers to train the other professional staff. And I was one of them, uh, along with, you know, many great colleagues uh, with that. But one of the things we always teach, uh, always teach, always taught to managers, new managers, um, people who wanted to be managers, mid-level managers, high-level managers, we want to teach the qualities that leaders need. Because when you're managing other people, you have to have, not only management skills, but you have to have leadership skills. And, you know, that's what, at least in my opinion, 
is 90% or more of the problem that we have right now. Once we elect somebody, you know, we have to start with ourselves in terms of our own values, our morals, how we, how, you know, are we critical thinkers, how we think about things. But here's today's show. Sorry it took eight or nine minutes to get into the, you know, what it was, but uh, it'll be worth it. And it's, it won't be a terribly long show. What do you, what do we need uh, with people? Once, you know, you and I do our jobs and we elect somebody or we're working for somebody or whatever, we want to have leaders who are good at the very least. And then we want leaders who are great as well. You know, we want leaders who are great ultimately. And, and, you know, I wanted to remind you and myself, what are the, you know, what are the qualities that good leaders have and great leaders have? And then when you're voting for somebody or you're working for somebody, you know, listen to the show again and, and see if they have those qualities. I'm going to start with the ones, just 10 characteristics for a good leader, but I'll do them very quick. The first thing is a good leader has to have integrity. They have to be truthful. They can't be a liar. They can't be saying, it's everybody else's fault. It's not mine. When they make a mistake, they have to tell you. When they do the right thing, they have to tell you. They have to say what they mean and mean what they say. The other thing good leaders do is they delegate. They don't do everything themselves. They don't play king or queen. They delegate to other people and allow other people to have responsibility and have skin in the game. And by doing that, you become a team, and if something happens to you, somebody else can replace you, and they can come in and be a leader also. So you have well-trained people. The third thing is you want to be a good communicator. You want to be able to tell people things clearly, to you know, to, to express yourself clearly and honestly to other people. And then you want to be able to listen to other people. That's called receptive and expressive language skills, communication skills. And to communicate with somebody, the communication really means to create understanding, not create division, not to create anxiety, not to create anger, not to create lies, but to create understanding. The fourth thing is a good leader is self-aware. They're aware of, uh, of their weaknesses. They're aware of their strengths. They're aware of where they're at, uh, you know, in their career, where they're at in a project, where they're at, uh, you know, in terms of if they're involved in a war, if it, you know, they're, you know, if, if there's a pandemic, if something's serious, if something's minor, they, they have to be able to figure that out. The fifth thing is that good leaders have to display gratitude. They have to be grateful to their constituency. They have to be grateful for their team members. They have to be grateful uh, that they are put in a position of leadership and people honor them with that. And the sixth one is learning ability. You know, good leaders have to be able to learn. Good leaders don't do everything in an organization. If you're the head of the automobile industry, you don't have to come downstairs and know how to put the engine together in a car or design it. But you should be able to know that if you sit down at a meeting and somebody explains, you know, the characteristics of an internal combustion engine, you should be able to to learn appropriately. There should be an acceptable learning curve for you to understand what's going on. If you're in a position of, of leadership, a good leader should be able to influence people, not bully them, influence them, to meet with them, to cajole them, to, to sit and be kind to them, to uh, sit and be firm with them. You know, the whole range of human uh, emotion and, and influence people. A good leader is empathetic. They understand that other people have needs. They try to look for win-win situations.
A good leader has courage. You know, they, they look people squarely in the eye. They take the situation squarely in the eye. They take accountability for things. They don't blame other people for things. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. They walk into things that other people would be afraid of, knowing that they are afraid, but knowing they have the skills to try and and to do that, to meet it. And lastly, they have respect. People respect good leaders, and good leaders respect other people. They respect their adversaries. They respect the people who work for them. They respect the, you know, their customers. They respect the laws of the land of their political leaders. They respect the institutions. They respect the, the other party, even when they're in disagreement with them. They have a respect for, their, for the obligation that they have. Uh, in a company that, uh, you know, people's jobs uh, depend upon their abilities, people's uh, well-being, their mortgage payments, their, you know, health care, all those things depend upon uh, a good leader in, in, you know, whether it's the private sector or whatever. And the question is, this is not a great leader. This is just a good leader, a good leader. So, uh, when we look around and you look at uh, Mitch McConnell or you look at Nancy Pelosi or you look at uh, Donald Trump or you look at Mike Pence or you look at chief, uh, if, you, if you look at uh, members of the Supreme Court or your local congressman or whatever, do they have good leadership qualities? Do they? Or are they sadly lacking in those things? And are you settling for really shitty people. And that's why nursing homes and abandoned buildings get stagnated with disease or people are unclear or people make up stories and say it's a hoax and then people die because of that. Is that good leadership? Is that the kind of stuff that we should be putting up with? You know, when there's floods and dams breaking and hurricanes coming and all the the wonderful and also dangerous things in life. Because this pandemic is just, you know, it's just a very serious event that happened. There'll be others. Something else. That's the way life operates. So the first part of us being part of the solution is, number one, demanding good leaders and then understanding what makes a good leader. Now, what makes a great leader? Some of the same things as a good leader, but a lot of them are different. And you know what? Great leaders are really resilient. They can really get hammered and they come back. Uh, you know, I, I think um, uh, one of the people that I saw who was a very resilient leader was uh, Ronald Reagan. Man, I, I thought he was just a very resilient guy. Uh, I would have to say that Donald Trump is a resilient leader, uh, you, you know, in the sense that he's like friggin' Rasputin, man. He just never stops. He's... Uh, Hey, man, you know, it doesn't matter what you say to him. It doesn't matter kind of what, whether he gets crabby or whatever or stupid or he does the most ridiculous thing. You can't say that he's not resilient because he is consistent and he is resilient. He is a complete idiot 99% of the time. And like a broken watch, he may be right at least twice a day. 
But uh, other than that, uh, he does not have good leadership, you know, skills, in my opinion, and neither do many of the other politicians and leaders in our government and and people that we see uh, in other roles that require leadership. <coughs> you know, but resilience is one that great leaders have to have. Transparency is something that great leaders have. They just are who they are. They're totally transparent. Um, you, you know, they'll, they'll tell you like it is. They're kind of fearless with that. Are our politicians that way? Absolutely not. You have any kind of a president who won't show. I'm using the president a great deal, but you could use other members. You know, he's the easiest guy to pick on with that. But there's other people to be sure. You you pick your person. Can't show your um, can't show your income tax five years later. You're under audit. Bullshit. You just don't want to show it. You're a liar. Case closed. A third one is emotional intelligence. You know, your EQ, your emotional intelligence, your, your, your emotional quotient. Uh, that's a, 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 an idea that came out from Daniel Goldman. He says people have intellectual intelligence, but there's also an emotional intelligence that you know the, um, about social situations, how people respond, you know, how to get people feeling comfortable and, and understand things. Oh, my goodness gracious, uh, you know, 90% of the politicians that we have and leaders that we have are dreadful with this. Are they manipulative? Absolutely. Are they emotionally intelligent? No way. Is Donald Trump emotionally intelligent? No, he's got more than 50% of the country that hate his guts. You can't be emotionally intelligent to have that. You could have everybody against you, but say you're a nice guy. No, it's not the case because he's not. He has very little emotional intelligence, but he knows how to manipulate. And, and so do many other politicians, religious people, people in positions of power. You know, great leaders have passion about things. Great leaders have empathy. And when we look at our political system and some of the other systems that we have, and we look at the way that people can allow other people to suffer and they can steal from other people and knowingly lie to other people and know that they're going to hurt them or take away their benefits and everything else like that or, or take away just, um, you know, justice from them. That is definitely not empathy. So if, if, you, if you're looking to, to support somebody who shows no empathy for other people or you, you're looking not at a great leader. When you look at people who do not empower other people, but try and stifle other people, where they try and stiff them. Uh, they where they try and um, hinder them from voting or uh, to marginalize them or anything else. No, that's not a great leader because they're not trying to empower other people. Great leaders aren't afraid of their constituents. They know their constituents, the citizens or the members of their company are with them. Great leaders are not closed-minded. They're open-minded. They're, they're good critical thinkers. They entertain ideas from other people that don't have to be their own. Great leaders are patient. They're not impulsive. They're not crazy. They don't go out and, and, and get fired up over small stuff. They're very patient. They have a strategic mission and, uh, you know, uh, and, and they have tactical ones, ones that they have to do. Great leaders are diplomatic. They're diplomatic. They know how to work with people and compromise uh, and uh, do things fairly and uh, are just diplomatic. There's no other term for it. They have an initiative for action. They like to take action. 
Uh, and when they do, great leaders show great humility. Great leaders show humility. They show purpose. They show vision. Great leaders can influence people. Great leaders inspire trust. You know, between ourselves and them, uh, themselves and other people in the world, uh, people trust them. They'll say, you know, that this guy, even though I don't like him or this woman, I don't even like, but I trust them. Why? Because they're, you know, they're honest, they're diplomatic, they're patient, they're open-minded, all those things we talked about. Great leaders, again, have that other one that good leaders have. They have integrity and they're good problem solvers. They listen. They motivate other people. And here's the last two. Great leaders have a sense of ownership and accountability. You'll, you'll see great leaders. They always have a failure here and there. And great leaders will always say, hey, like Harry Truman was, you know, our president after, uh, you know, before Dwight Eisenhower and after Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Truman would say, the buck stops here. You know, he owned it. He understood accountability. And not everybody loved him, to be sure. He had a lot of, you know, naysayers with him. But Truman, hey, man. He was, uh, you know, he was empathetic. He was passionate about things. He was pretty transparent about things. He was a resilient character. And you know what Truman was? The same as many of our other presidents. He was an excellent problem solver like Franklin Delano Roosevelt was. I think Ronald Reagan was an excellent problem solver. I think, um, uh, you know, at times, uh, well, not at times, I think George uh, Bush uh, not the young one. His father was a very good problem solver. He had to be his vice president for a number of years, eight years. He's also the head of the CIA. And when he did Operation Desert Storm, and you want to talk about problem solving, integrity, trust, humility, uh, passion, empathy. I mean, the, the, you know, he had, it's amazing he lost that election because he had a 91% approval rating just a matter of months before he was unelected as president of the, you know, of the United States and, and uh, you know, Bill Clinton uh, took over. So anyway, great leaders have those qualities. And you know, when we're looking at this coronavirus and we're thinking about what's the world gonna look like on the other end, whatever we say, we're still gonna have a government. We're still gonna have a president. You're still gonna have a dog catcher in your town. There's still gonna be floods. There's still gonna be taxes. There's still going to be infrastructure that needs to be built. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. If we're going to settle for the same crap that we've been settling for, we're not going to get anything done. Now, my lifetime is a lot more limited than all of yours, just by the fact of my age, my chronolo chronological age. So there's a lot of you out there listening to this that are going to be around a way longer time than I am on a good day. So... I hope a show like this in between all the other things is an important show for you to remind you and to remind me of what we should uh, demand in the people who are going to lead us. And to also take a look and see what we have right now to accept reality the way that it is. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent uh, or this is a school teacher, uh, you know, the, the police chief in your town or whatever. We have to start demanding better. 
because there really, really, really is a poverty of leadership. And uh, we've got a lot of situations out there we got to work on. So that's my show today. Leadership, what are the qualities? Let's keep an eye out for it. Let's demand good leadership. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time on Just Thinking. Thank you for listening to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland. Please check out our website, www.rcpodnetwork.com or email him at swagland at gmail.com. And please make sure to subscribe to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland on your favorite podcast outlet.